Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Clueless Capitalist with me, Razi, and Osman. In today's episode, we're going to be discussing a question that we get really often. What is angel investing? For, for me, angel investing is uh, is typically the, the ability for somebody who's able to provide some investment uh, capital to somebody who's starting a business. Uh, so angel investing uh, in, in layman's terms is your aunt or your uncle or your dad um, or someone who's a big business player in the region who would give you some money to get your business off the ground, right? Uh, that is, is essentially what it is. Usually when you think of angel investors, they're not like professional you wouldn't call themselves uh, like a bank. You know, a bank will say, you need to give me a business plan, you need to do this, you need to do that, blah, 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 and fill out all these forms, and then I'll think about giving you a loan with, loan with some terms and, you know, what repayment periods are going to be like. Angel investment is literally, hey, Razi, I think I've got this great idea, but to get it off the ground, I need $100,000 do you think you can lend me 10k right and uh, and then you go around to 10 more people and ask for 10k and get your 100k that's angel investing it's going to your friends and family typically and asking for money and these people are gonna are not professional investors typically they're going around and just helping out somebody that they know and that they trust and they do that angel investing kind of can extend into the whole like professional investor so if you're looking at some angel investors, they're uh, accredited investors. They earn, they, depending on which country you're in, you uh, have a different definition of what an accredited investor is. Uh, it's either an education level, or it might be that you've got a net worth of a particular amount, or your salary is above a certain amount per year. It might be a government registration that you might be doing. So if I give you 10K, for example, in the UK, and you return me 100,000, if I'm a registered angel investor in the UK, I can claim a tax break on that and not have to pay any capital gains on it if I'm if I've registered. Right. So it means different things to different people, but generally it's, you know, people who have got some spare cash, uh, interested in a business idea, trust the founder either on a familial level or on a personal level of some shape or form and have invested. Uh, that for me is how I think of angel investing. Um, what about yourself, Rasi? Um, I think you've, you've pretty much covered it. I mean, when I think of angel investing is essentially people using their own private money, their own personal uh, money to fund an idea that they think is interesting, that they think has legs. And of course, the hope is to get uh, a return that is many, many, many times of what you have uh, put in. And of course, there's an awareness of the risk. And which brings us to the next uh, the next thing we want to look at. What are the, some of the more famous angel investors and some of their famous uh, exits? Because when you think about it, if we want to angel invest, we'll be like, oh, I wish I had... Uh, been there when Facebook was starting out and had the opportunity to write uh, Mark Zuckerberg a check for $25,000. Or I wish I was there when Uber was starting out and I was the guy who had put in that $5,000 and I became many million dollars uh, afterwards, right? So some of the more famous uh, angel investors, at least one of them that I um, 
deep hearing of and reading of is uh, Gary Dunn. So he invested in Coinbase and he got a 6,000x uh, return on his investment. And I think, Osman, you had a few examples that uh, you were mentioning earlier as well. Yeah, so I think um, the ones that mainstream podcast listeners will, will, will be familiar with, Jason Calacanis, for example, he does a fantastic podcast on uh, investments, angel investments, and he's made a lot of money through doing investments in Uber, for example. I think his $25,000 check to Uber is worth around $100 million at the moment, right? Um, so if you can imagine, the, and so this guy is pretty famous for writing um, checks. He's a lot more than just an angel investor now. He's mm. what you would call a super angel or a venture capitalist in his own right. Absolutely. Um, he does a lot more due diligence than an angel investor would do. And then uh, the other one is Chris Sacker. Chris Sacker, I think, um, I can't remember what his original gig was, but I think it was Twitter. And he basically said, oh, I'm trying to get people to buy these shares in Twitter. How about I just buy them myself? And he ended up with, I think, like $8 billion worth of valuation from the shares he bought up at the very early stage when Twitter was kicking off. Right. So, you know, these are good examples of of people who have invested very early stage as angels and uh, and then made it big. But let's be very clear. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and of course, like with all of these, right? I mean, there are these fabulous success stories, but then with all of these fabulous success stories, there'll be hundreds or maybe if not thousands of uh, field examples as well, right? I mean, we know that angel investing is, while the upside is huge, uh, the risk is high as well. And it's probably one of the riskiest investments uh, that you could make. So, Besides losing all of your money, right? What are the risks are there when it comes to uh, angel investing? I mean, the the obvious one, like you mentioned, is is your your capital that you'll lose. Now, that that it's not like uh, investing in stock market where you can do some exotic investments and lose more than you put in. You literally will lose everything that you put in, but you won't lose more. Right? Typically, your a shareholder in a company and that's your risk is limited to the amount of money that you put in. So obviously if you are doing it, you just do, do need to be a bit more aware of what you're investing. The other thing is, is that there's lots of unscrupulous people. Now, for those of you who are still swiping left and right on Tinder, how many people are out there that are scam artists and like trying to get you to do an investment in something? You get the same kind of thing with with angel investments, people know that you invest in stocks and they'll come up to you with various wild ideas. The risk is that you're getting scammed, right? So you have to have a way to like filter the noise and get through to the right startups and invest your money wisely. Because yeah, there are a lot of people who are unscrupulous. I mean, just look at those of you who are investing in cryptocurrency. How many people have been scammed through dodgy coins that are going out there at the moment? That's the same in the angel investing space as well. There's people with, you know, business ideas which don't actually exist, right? Or a business that is really just a shell of what they're doing, right? So there, there is a big risk that you can get ripped off 
from people. Uh, I would probably say I've, I've come across one, which um, I would probably say if I knew, knew now what I know, I probably wouldn't do it. And that's part of the reason for having these conversations, to actually make sure people don't make the same mistakes that we've made. Yeah. And I think that's like what you mentioned, right? This is part of the reason why we are documenting our journey through this channel is just to share with people some of the uh, pitch decks, some of the uh, founders that we are speaking to, and also to look at what is our thought process behind selecting some of these uh, startups that we actually did do an angel investment in. And I think uh, through the channel, if you follow us, if you uh, watch some of the episodes, you will get an understanding and a feel to protect yourself from... Uh, some of these uh, unscrupulous um, founders or some of these uh, fake ideas that might uh, approach you sounding too good to be true. And that's where we're going to be helping you through our documenting of this journey. So, which brings me to um, the next question, Osman, which is why are you in this angel investing space? If you look at investing in general, everybody knows that they can invest in stocks and shares, uh, put money in a bank account, you can buy some gold and silver. They all have varying degrees of risk, right? And everyone talks in the investment space. If you go on Reddit and you go on to the financial independence retire early um, subreddit or any investment subreddit, the common thing that you will always find is have a balanced portfolio right yeah. what does balance mean i mean it, it means different things to different people but in general what you want in a balance is i've got something which is very low risk low reward and something which is very high risk high reward and you've got it balanced so that you've got the potential to make good returns on the high risk high reward but you limit your downside by by a limiting your exposure to the high risk high reward stuff and you've got some of your assets in the low risk low reward you know so that even if everything goes wrong in your high risk high reward you've got the fallback of your low risk low reward cash is one you could argue it's not anymore but cash uh, gold and silver is a, a typical asset that generates no return whatsoever. It just sits there, and but it has a redemption value if you need it, right? And then you've got things like stocks and shares, and you know people will do exotic things with stocks and shares. There are things like unit trusts or mutual funds that you can invest in to spread your risk a little bit, but pay a little bit more to run to run yourself in that. And then you get to the higher risk, higher reward type of stuff, which is angel investing. So for me, it just seemed like a, a natural thing. I've concentrated a lot of my stuff, which has got upside, but limited upside. And then a tiny portion of the portfolio that I have should be exposed to something that could give me high risk, but high reward. And that could be cryptocurrency. If you've got money in cryptocurrency, uh, you're doing well. You, you, that's your exposure to the high risk, high reward and go for it, right? Most people would say, you know, depending on what your risk appetite is, how much you want to put into those, right? But the older you get, like if you're in your 60s, most people will advise you to be moving your stuff into stuff which has limited downside, doesn't expose you to too much because that is meant to fund you through retirement. 
if you're really young, if you're in your like 20s, for example, you may not feel that you're really young, but you can expose yourself to you know, a larger portion of your investable assets into high risk, high reward, because you know, if it goes to nothing, you still have 30, 40 years of working life to recoup that loss. Right, and it, it, you may not think it, but if with the benefit of hindsight, I would definitely have been looking at higher risk allocations if I was a lot younger. So yeah, that, that's why I'm in angel investing because it's an asset class which is, you know, giving me exposure to a, a pretty dramatic upside, but it's got its associated risk with to it as well. Well, thanks for sharing that. And like, if I share, um, in addition to what you have shared, right? Um, for me, I read a lot of Naval Ravikant and he is a super angel as well. And he likes to talk about how it's important to actually own uh, equity in business if you're trying to grow wealth. And in addition to what you've shared, Osman, one of the reasons why I find the angel investing space to be interesting is, of course, there is the upside of a high reward. But besides that, I can invest in businesses that I believe in, so like businesses that are making an impact, so be it in uh, in healthcare, be it in uh, renewable energy. If the business is making an impact and I think it can make the world a better place, I wish to be a small part of that journey and I'm happy to fund the investment investor myself because being someone who's tried to build a few startups myself, who runs my own uh, marketing agency, I know the challenges when it comes to growing a business and if I can invest in them, which then gives me an opportunity to also advise them, I think uh, it makes it really exciting for me. So when I look at angel investing, I look at uh, an ability to make an impact, an ability to support projects that I would like to be aligned with, and also an opportunity to be part of the network of uh, these entrepreneurs whom I find to be like really sharp, they're brilliant minds, and it's a good, it's always good to like uh, be with them and to learn from them. And I think that's one of the other reasons why angel investing is so uh, so appealing to me. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, you've hit on a really good point. Um, impact investing is what we, you know, you and me, Razi, we, we both resonate really well with, right? Um, that was the, the main topic of conversation. It wasn't so much, oh, we're going to become super billionaires next week or something like that. It was more like, hey, there's this founder who's trying to really improve the lives of women in Bangladesh. How can we help him? You know, how can we help him achieve that goal? This resonates really well with me. And uh, uh, and there are other things like uh, we talked about energy light. Why, why am I interested in energy light? Because everyone talks a good talk about wanting to care for the world and care for the environment. And yet these guys are invested in cryptocurrency. So they talk a good talk about, oh, I, w I want to, uh, you know, I feel that my, you know, planet is going to, you know, to the dogs. My children have got nothing to look forward to. Yet they're sitting on cryptocurrency assets, which are worth a substantial amount. And yet it's one of the, you know, the highest energy consumption aspects of, of technology at the moment. And it's not good for the environment. If you, you know, you can argue that. So people talk a good talk about wanting to like save a planet and yet their own greed exposes them for what they really are, like hypocrites. Um, here, what I want to do is want to say, hey, I care for the environment. Here's a company that's trying to make a substantial impact, democratize energy, 
renewable energy to a lot of the smaller businesses that would typically be excluded from the benefits of renewable energy. And on top of that, we're talking about energy independence for certain nations. How do we enable that? This is a great way of doing that too. And so for me, how do I enable that? Okay, well, let me invest in them. Put my money where my mouth is and make sure that that happens. So all of them have social development goals that they're looking to address. They resonate with me and I'm interested to make make that investment too. If they go to nothing, well, okay, I'm, I'm disappointed. But if I'm investing wisely, I limit my risk for the downside and and if it goes to the moon, well, happy days. I mean, I've, I've done it in a way which uh, has actually benefited society, which is good. Why are we in it? Um, yeah, I mean, the, the other reason why we're investing in you know, doing angel investments, some of these entrepreneurs, they're like really amazing driven people. Now, typically, you always say to yourself, or at least the, the people that inspire me, I've always said, make sure that you're not the smartest person in the room. If you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. You know, you're not going to learn anything from this engagement. So by uh, being involved in these startups, you're suddenly exposing yourself to people who are highly driven, highly focused, extremely intelligent people, and you are no longer the smartest person in the room. So hopefully they're bringing you up along on this journey as well. You're ex you're being exposed to learning something new, learning something really important in terms of it could be from a whole new industry that you're not familiar with through to a whole new asset class that you're not familiar with. But either way, you're going to learn something. And it's because these people that you're exposed to are super intelligent and highly driven, motivated people. So I'm, I'm looking at it purely not from a, a purely altruistic perspective either. When people talk about not being the smartest person in the room, this is how I'm curating my room. I'm picking the people that I think, oh, geez, that person's really smart. How do I make sure that I I learn something from this guy? And, um, and that's what I do. And they're doing some amazing work. Yeah. Okay, so uh, for me, like I was sharing earlier, right? For me, I feel that I can add these. Um, I really believe in having a strong network, and I feel that I can, uh, if I bring in these smart, driven people into my network, it adds to my network. And like what you mentioned, right? They're driven, and I hope that some of that drive uh, can uh, can rub off on me, and I know invigorate me to work harder on what on the other things that I'm working on. So thank you for watching this episode. I hope that now you know what is angel investing, why the clueless capitalists are in it, and we look forward to seeing you in the next episode. So can you like and subscribe?